exploiting businesses and consumers amid the rise of remote work. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Rohit Guy, president of RSA Security. Welcome, Rohit. Thanks, Tanya. Great to be here. RSA is a leading name in digital risk management. Give us a brief summary of your professional resume, uh, Rohit, and, and what's leading up to your current role. Yeah. Uh, well, so I've, I've been a software guy through and through, been in infrastructure software, focusing on cybersecurity for many years, been at RSA for a little over three years now. And RSA, uh, you may know, is, was the first pure place cybersecurity company on the planet. And now we manage, you know, 25 million identities, protect 2 billion consumers from fraud, and we host the world's largest cybersecurity conference in the world. So really honored to be leading uh, such a great uh, heritage organization in the industry. With our renewed interest in, in work at home and remote access, cyber thieves have stepped up the efforts to exploit the un unsus unsuspecting, if you will. What have you seen at RSA in this regard? Yeah, no, you know, as the world is kind of gravitated towards kind of bending the curve, you know, and, and bending the shape of the pandemic, really the pandemic itself has shaped both the IT and security landscape in the world. We've always seen this pattern play in, you know, uh, whenever uh, any kind of calamity or any kind of, you know, event occurs where the fraudsters and cyber threat actors take advantage of the distracted state of the world, right? And this time is no different. We've seen a huge spike in the amount of fraud and disinformation going on. We have, as you might expect, we've seen a massive surge in the shift to remote work, working, telework and telehealth. And that certainly creates many challenges around cyber threats as well as data privacy concerns. Uh, we've also seen, by the way, a, a renewed focus on business resilience. People have come to realize that all the tabletop exercises that they did in their business continuity preparedness are really getting stressed as part of this, uh, you know, part of this event. And so from a risk and cybersecurity perspective, this is a learning opportunity unlike we've ever had in, in certainly in my lifetime and, and some say in the entire lifetime of the industry. What are your predictions for up and coming work from home security threats? Yeah. So I think the crux of it is, you know, if you think about the remote working environment, what does change as part of working in your, you know, on premises in your office versus working in your home environment, right? Let's, let's reflect on that and break that down. As you unpack that, I think the first thing that is different is you're taking a different route through the network to actually access the applications that you typically access. And as such, uh, that network pathway is sort of different from the pathways that your SIM solution or your network traffic analytics solution typically monitors for anomalous activity. As such, you know, it brings to fore this thought that, hey, in this uh, new remote working configuration, is it a different kind of uh, sort of topography and topology that you need to monitor network for abnormal uh, kind of access patterns, right? So that's one thing that changes. The second thing that changes is around data, right? You are now accessing potentially very, very sensitive data in an environment 
which is outside of the office and therefore may not have all the data governance and data privacy considerations. It is causing dispersion of the corpus of your data. And so compliance concerns are other things that you have to think about uh, you know, in, in this regard. And the third thing that comes to mind from a remote um, sort of a working arrangement scenario is uh, you know, in your, in your uh, home environment, you know, your endpoint device that you're using actually may not, you know, you, you are now connected over the WAN, you're connected over the internet, and uh, a lot of times companies have not prepared for updates, security updates, as well as for your endpoint security solution to be current and up to date from, a, from an environment like that versus an office environment. So all those things create vulnerability uh, that the threat actors and the malactors can actually exploit in this, in this new normal. Something else, our, our children are doing schoolwork from home as well. What are the risks in sharing devices and, and networks for both work and school? No, that's a, that's a, that's a great point. In fact, uh, you know, that starts with, uh, you know, it kind of shines the light on the user education issue. You know, just to cite an example of my own daughter, as uh, so she's a high schooler, 14 years old, her high school switched to an online schooling model. And as they did that, the very first week that they actually experienced online schooling in, what they learned was that that online environment was needed to be governed differently, right? Because there were some, in fact, there was some incidents of disruptions caused by some sort of naughty kids who were, you know, who were, uh, you, you know, uh, kind of disrupting the classroom environment, not physically, but digitally in this new, new model, right? So the, neither the school nor some of the other uh, kids were prepared for that or educated in terms of that potential risk that lay. So anytime a work pattern uh, changes, uh, you know, the, the topic of user education and the potential risk that that new environment uh, brings, right? There is always any kind of transformation has risk in its wake. And this is just another example of how user education uh, is important. So in her example, in my daughter's example, the, the principal of the school actually sent an informational email at the, the weekend following the first week of online schooling and saying, hey, you know, here are the new rules of decorum in terms of what's expected. Here's sort of some, some resources in terms of, you know, online kind of, uh, uh, you know, online, uh, I guess, courtesy. Here are some resources in terms of online safety that we always talk about, but this was a compelling event to, you know, and for the kids to actually get familiar with that. And I certainly saw my own daughter kind of get more cyber savvy, uh, you know, with this new experience. What about having questionable IoT devices on your home network? Are we introducing vulnerabilities to the enterprise network due to maybe compromised home IoT? Absolutely, absolutely. And you think about the number of, uh, you, you know, these days with the Alexas and the Google Home devices, as well as, you know, Nests and, and Rings that are around, you know, the, 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 the thing is, uh, in the past, the vulnerability was maybe uh, more in the ilk of annoyance, right? In terms of, you know, like we've seen, or, or personal privacy intrusions, right? We've seen examples of baby monitors getting compromised or a ring 
uh, a, a ring video device getting compromised in the past, and that certainly caught the media's attention in terms of intrusion of personal privacy. But in, in a world where there is a lot of active uh, work, especially take an example of telehealth type work that is happening from in a home environment, the vulnerability of these IoT devices and their intrusion, the kind of the, the I guess the risk level and the impact of that intrusion is certainly exponential. And as such, uh, I think we have, to, we have to pay attention not just to the security of the endpoint of the home PC that you're bringing and the laptop that you're bringing home, but you have to think about all the other devices in the home environment as potential ingress points to actually access the data on that laptop now, right? So, uh, so, so CISOs have to think about you know, endpoint security and edge security in a different manner than they've had to because they no longer need to just worry about the edge network of their corporate network. Now they need to worry about the edge network of their employees' home environments. So then what steps should businesses and remote workers take now to address these kind of threats? Yeah, I would say I'm going to change, you know, take the liberty of changing your question a little bit, Tana, in terms of like, it should start, I think, with the security and risk organizations. If you think about the pandemic, take a step back and say, what is the pandemic? And we focus a lot about, you know, how has the cybersecurity landscape changed during the pandemic? I think we ought to take a step back and say, in addition to worrying about the security and fraud issues that are happening now, what learning can we take home and get better at it the next time another uh, uh, you know, uh, event that is disruptive? Hopefully not another pandemic, but another disruptive event occurs. How, what are we going to do differently? And what I've seen is I've seen organizations that have taken a risk orientation to cybersecurity. Look, cybersecurity, I'm a cybersecurity practitioner. I obviously want a lot of people around the world to care about cybersecurity, but cybersecurity is but one form of risk. So the right way to frame the problem of cybersecurity is to think of it as a risk problem and the impact of it as a business resiliency risk. So the step number one that any organization needs to think about when they think about cybersecurity in an environment like this is to have a robust, risk enterprise, risk and business resiliency program. And within that framework, yes, cybersecurity will be one of the risks, but if you don't have that holistic, integrated enterprise risk management program, you will have a very unstructured approach to deal with uh, a disruption like this. I'll give you a great example of a pediatric healthcare organization that, uh, that we were working with. This organization, serves uh, children through hospitals and clinics dispersed across four states. And during the pandemic, they faced a shortage of physicians and they needed to, on a dynamic basis, credential uh, 1,500 additional physicians across state boundaries, right? This process, so they faced a business disruption. They faced a resiliency issue. They needed to provide therapeutics and healthcare to children. They needed to credential these uh, additional physicians. To do that, they needed to have a, a program to, to ensure compliance and get approvals from the chief medical officers of these different states. 
And they were able to do that because they had an integrated risk management platform that was supporting this, right? So as much as we think about cybersecurity, we need to think about risk management and business resiliency first and foremost. That's the role of the corporation. That's the role of the security and risk office. Now back to your question, which is what, they, what can the users do differently? What can we as individuals do differently? I think it's all about uh, discipline. It's all about educating ourselves to, you know, the, uh, to the threats of phishing and wishing and smishing, right? You, I have personally, as the leader of RSA, I have received a voicemail saying, you, you, your bank account in Bank of America has been compromised and uh, please contact this fraud line for help, right? And that, that was actually a fraudulent message. So what fraudsters are doing is they're using fraud mitigation related messages as a way to wish or smish or fish people. And even, uh, so, so we need to be aware and vigilant in terms of all these, uh, uh, you know, all these types of messages and be hypersensitive to them and not fall prey to these types of threat, uh, threat actors' uh, intent. Rohit Guy, president of RSA Security. Thanks so much for joining us and giving us some insight into this whole new uh, space that we've all entered. If somebody wants to connect with you, Rohit, uh, maybe they want to uh, find out more about this conversation or the work that you guys do, how can they do that? Absolutely. Uh, they can reach out to me via email, rohit.guy at rsa.com, or look me up on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, be lovely to connect with people. Um, you know, I have lots of thoughts and ideas around cybersecurity and risk to share and hopefully learn from others as well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And of course, find more of my interviews right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.